You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Today's show, we're going to talk with our buddy Jim Dunaway from Next Round Live. Going to get his thoughts on some of the games happening this weekend, particularly Alabama Ole Miss, LSU Auburn, and a few other ones. Can't wait to talk with him. And also, we're going to catch up with our buddy Lynn Scarborough from uh, Lindy Sports. Love to uh, talk all things SEC with him. Uh, if you need to uh, find where to catch us, you can catch us wherever you find your podcasts. And want to thank you for making us your first listen every day here on Locked on SEC. Much thanks to you guys. You're the reason why we do it. And uh, we're here for you five days a week. You can find us wherever you find your podcasts, uh, all platforms, including YouTube and, of course, LockedOnSEC.com. All right, let's jump into it. we got plenty to discuss today. Pleasure to be joined now by the one and only Jim Dunaway from Next Round Live. You can check out uh, his work along with uh, Ryan Brown and Lance Taylor on NextRoundLive.com. And he jumps in now. Uh, Jim, I know you're very busy, man. Thanks so much for the time. Man, we're excited. Big, big weekend here. You know, we have Auburn, the quarterback battle going on, traveling to the Baton Rouge. UAB is opening up a new stadium downtown, first one they've had that they've owned themselves against Liberty and Hugh Freeze. And then, of course, I think the biggest game in the country, Ole Miss and Alabama over in Tuscaloosa. So uh, football knee deep, and we got some big ones. We really do. And before we get into that, Jim, I do want to take a minute. Uh, for those who don't know, Jim Dunaway, Ryan Brown, Lance Taylor, longtime radio host in the state of Alabama. You guys kind of entered the 21st century here a few weeks ago. You took your daily sports show to the digital universe. You got a beautiful TV studio. You're streaming. You're doing all this stuff. Uh, a couple months in now, or, or you know, into doing this thing, what's it been like so far? Oh, it's been fantastic, you know, mainly, Chris, because we own it, Yeah. right? So uh, <laughs> every time we do a commercial, we get the money for it. And we're able to do things like, uh, you know, Bud Light's our great sponsor. We've got, uh, we've got beer kegs in our studio. We've got a green room. We do a thing called Bama and Bourbon. So uh, we've got TVs everywhere. So it's like we're working in, a, in our sports room or something. So it's been a blessing so far, and hopefully it continues to grow. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun to, to catch you guys and, you know, with the streaming and all that. I mean, you can watch it on, live on Twitter. You don't even have to, you know, go to a, a radio or anything like that to catch you guys. Uh, Jim, you've been covering the SEC a long time, particularly, like we said, those, uh, those schools in the state of, of Alabama. But I can't remember a weekend like this that is just loaded with an SEC slate where literally anything could happen. Let, let's start with the big one. You mentioned Ole Miss traveling to Tuscaloosa, Lane Kiffin, the Rebels taking on Alabama. How real of a chance – does Ole Miss have to pull off an upset this weekend? Well, I, I think they've got a real chance because they can score points. You know, they can score. Uh, you know, I think the magic number to have a chance to beat Alabama right now is scoring more than 31 because it seems like Alabama scores 31-plus every week. And, and uh, you know, there's this is not a getting out on a limb big projection here. Matt Corral, I believe, is the best quarterback Alabama's going to face all season long, even when you get to the playoffs. But I'll play the other side of that. I, there's a good chance that Bryce Young, is the best quarterback that Ole Miss is going to face all year. So I think you've got you know one, two, however you want to stack them in the Heisman race this weekend. Matt Corral's a first round NFL quarterback talent for the draft, and um, he's got a, he's got a, a, a guru of play calling in Lane Kiffin. And the reason why I give Ole Miss credit and a chance to win this game more than their ability to score points is Lane Kiffin knows exactly what stresses Nick Saban because he spent so much time with him. He knows from being in those meetings what drives Nick Saban's defense is crazy, and that's where I think 
Lane Kiffin can adjust on the fly and really stress out Nick Saban's scheming of what they do to make things work defensively in Tuscaloosa. Jim, the, the one thing I still can't believe when I look at this Alabama team, and they, and they did a better job of it this past week against Southern Miss, but to be four weeks into the season, Alabama ranks 10th in the conference rushing the football. Uh, why is Alabama having such a hard time putting up those dominant rushing numbers we've become so used to seeing? Well, first off, I think Najee Harris was that good. Najee may be the greatest, if not um, you know, one of the greatest running backs in Alabama history, you know, People will go back to the Musso and the Major Ogilvy days of the 70s, and you'll row through Bobby Humphrey of the 80s and get to the Derek Laxics and Sherman Williams, who won a national championship in the 90s, and then Mark Ingram and Derek Henry. But Najee was the whole thing, man. And I think he did so many things uh, right for Alabama and got him out of some bad situations. Uh, the offensive lines, I think, is still a little bit of a work in progress. And what you know doesn't get really talked a lot about, about the four first-round wide receivers, that have gone the last two years in the NFL draft, the Judys, the Waddles, the Devontae Smith, those guys were fantastic blockers on the edge. They really committed themselves to blocking. All the way back to Julio Jones, uh, back when he was at Alabama, they were excellent blockers. And I'm not sure this receiving core is up yet to the level of blocking on the edges like those guys were. And that's where you turn a three-yard, four-yard run into a 14- or 20-yard run. And they may be missing a little bit of that on the edge. Is it as simple to say that, I mean, the two quarterbacks we're going to see this weekend, Bryce Young and Matt Corral, I mean, the winner of this game is basically in the driver's seat for the Heisman? Yeah, I think that's exactly right for the Heisman. I think the winner of this game is in the front driver's seat to win the SEC Western Division and be in Atlanta. And I think an Ole Miss win here, and they are very much in the national championship conversation. It wouldn't surprise me if Ole Miss wins this game if they jump all the way up to number two in the country. And, and at that point, debating with, uh, with Georgia if Georgia beats Arkansas. But if Arkansas were to beat just think about this. If Arkansas were to upset Georgia and Ole Miss were to upset Alabama on both of number one and number two's home field, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if they were one and two in some form or fashion this week, just replacing two SEC teams with two more. Outside of the Ole Miss upset, Jim, is Ole Miss plus 14 and a half? Does that feel like the safest bet this weekend? Yeah, it does, doesn't it? But then that, in that one, gamblers hit you right over the head. <laughs> right. Uh, but it, it does seem like all the money poured in quickly on Ole Miss. And that's why that number, I think it was, uh, I forget which Vegas book had it 20 to start with. And before you could even post that on Twitter, it was down to 15 and a half and down to 14 and a half. Uh, I don't know what you do with a number like this. I'm a lot more comfortable at my age with games that are 23-20 than I am when they're 45-42 or, or 56, whatever it was last year. Um, it's going to be a lot of points. Uh, and then you know how it is when you're, when you're, You've got money or an office pool on something, and in Alabama's winning by thirteen or fourteen, and Ole Miss is trying to score. They can either score late and cover, or throw a pick six, and it goes the other way, and you end up, you know, owing the man some money. So it's it's always tough, but it does feel to me like this is going to be closer than a two touchdown game. More with Jim Dunaway in just a second, but need to tell you guys about our friends over at Sweat Block. The Sweat Block wipes—they are doctor created, doctor recommended. They work for up to seven days per use. Sweatblock, currently number one in the Amazon antiperspirant category. They give you the dry shirt guarantee. If Sweatblock does not keep you dry, you get your money back. You know we've all been there before where you're at the tailgate and you're sweating through your shirt, particularly the underarms. You know everybody can see it. You know it's embarrassing. 
what can you do? Reach out to our friends over at Sweatblock. It is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime. You go to bed. The next morning you wake up, you shower, you go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. I know it sounds to be good to be true, but you literally have to try out the folks at Sweatblock. If you or someone you love is dealing with underarm sweat or over excess sweating, you have to go check out Sweatblock. You can get them today for 20% off at sweatblock.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You can also find them at Amazon or CVS, sweatblock.com, promo code locked on. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Continue our conversation with Jim Dunaway of Next Round Live, nextroundlive.com. Uh, things can change over the next couple of days, Jim, but I know you guys do a weekly segment with Auburn quarterback Bo Nix. You had him on just the other day. Uh, in your opinion right now, does Bo Nix start this Saturday night at LSU? Boy, I would start him if I was Brian Harson. I don't know what he's going to do. He told them both to prepare to start, and we do do that. It's part of a name, image, and likeness deal we have with Bo Nix. And we got, you know, John Mechie from Alabama who's on with us every Thursday. But every Monday, and everyone was like, oh, you know, you must hate uh, that you, you know, Bo Nix you know, lost his starting job or he got pulled out of the game. You must hate that. We absolutely knew when we were doing that 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 was going to be a possibility. <laughs> right. And it was our most viewed thing we've done to date, <laughs> that interview, because everybody wants to know what that was like when you've been the three-year starter to get yanked and Bo handle it, you know, so professional. And for those that worry about these kids with name, image, and likeness, and, you know, now they've got to, oh, these 18- to 22-year-olds have to handle it like the pros. Bo Nix handled it like a pro. And I would go with Bo Nix because not necessarily do I think he's better than T.J. Finley. I just know that he's played a lot more games than T.J. Finley. Um, he, he's played really well the last two years. He's played against LSU. They haven't always been wins, but he's played well against them. Um, and I'm not sure the LSU secondary is fixed at all. And I think it's an opportunity for Bo, with his, with his experience, to have a really good game against LSU again. And then you've got T.J. Finley, who's going back to the team that he left to transfer to Auburn. Can you imagine his emotional state going back to Tiger Stadium and playing his buddies, his teammates, that are now at LSU for what used to be his dream school? I don't think I'd put T.J. through that. I'd go Bo Nix. But Brian Harson had a chance to say that in his news conference, and he didn't. He left it up for debate, so we'll see what he does Saturday night. Yeah, I just feel like, Jim, all the talk is about the quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And I'm going, man, if Auburn's going to win this game, it's because they run the ball effectively with Tank Bigsby and company. And we know that that's their bread and butter, and, and that's what they do well. And when we look at LSU, the two big games they've played this year – at UCLA, they gave up a ton of run yard, rush yards to them. And then against Mississippi State, they played, you know, more zone and, and, and letting Mississippi State know when they were going to throw the ball. But when State ran it, they ran it effectively. So all this talk about quarterbacks, but, man, I'm, I'm over here like, let's talk running backs because I think Auburn's run game is going to put up a ton of yards on LSU. Yeah, and I love Auburn's run game, uh, starting with Tank Bigsby down through the other guys who they've found. 
But I worry about Auburn's offensive line. That I think part of their problems at quarterback, at receiver, at running back. I mean, Tank only had 61 yards against Georgia State. I think part of the reason is that offensive line uh, played his best game at Penn State, kept them in the game, did not play well against Georgia State. That is a total wild card, and for them to run, they've got to be really good against that LSU defensive front seven. Uh, but I agree with you. The path to victory usually is running the football, and I think Bo Nix can run the ball really well from that position too. Just a couple more for you, Jim. I really appreciate your time. A, top, a battle of top 10 teams in Athens on Saturday morning. We know how good Georgia's defense is, probably the best in the country. But we've been so impressed with this Arkansas run game so far. What are you expecting out of the Hogs Saturday morning in Athens? Well, you know, first I worry about Burks and Jefferson, their injuries. They left for parts of the game against Texas A&M and then came back in. Uh, Sam Pittman says they're good to go, so I will take him at his word and believe they're good to go. But K.J. Jefferson has to run the football uh, for that offense to be effective. He's got to have that threat to get 60 to 80 yards rushing, I think, to, to sort of hold the Georgia you know, defensive line from just pinning back their ears and coming, the ability to just run out. Uh, one thing K.J. does really well that will help the Arkansas running game, he throws the ball, the deep ball, really well. They're, they're not a dynamic passing team, but he throws it just good enough downfield and on point enough to where those safeties have to stay back and respect that. That prevents them from coming up and, uh, and helping with the run game. So I, I like that aspect of, of uh, Arkansas. I just think in this situation, after what they've done to Texas and Texas A&M, to keep having to do it now against even better competition, I think the Georgia Bulldogs are the best defense in college football, including the one in Tuscaloosa and anywhere else you want to say. That Georgia team is going to be tough to beat this year, and they're really going to be tough to beat if you don't have a dynamic offense. Arkansas is really well coached. They've had a great year so far. I like Georgia in that one because just so many five stars on the field. they got more five stars than Alabama does, and that's, and that's a fact. No, it's unbelievable what Kirby has done there. And somebody told me this offseason, Jim, they said this is Kirby's best defense since he's been there. I said, oh, come on. You lose Richard LeCount, you lose all these guys, and so far so good. It is proven right. Uh, last question for you, Jim. Uh, undefeated Kentucky. They host top 10 Florida on Saturday night in Lexington. I know that crowd is going to be fired up. Florida's around an eight-point favorite. Emory Jones has played really well so far. Can Kentucky, I mean, it's a weird question, but can they pull off the home upset being at home? Uh, I think they can. Um, they've got to start throwing the football back down the field. That sort of has disappeared uh, in the last couple of games from Will Levis. I mean, I had at one point I had Will Levis ranked number three in the SEC as far as quarterbacks behind Matt Corral and Bryce Young. That has slid back the last couple of weeks. Um, but Chris Rodriguez is unbelievable at the running back position. You can make a case for him being the best in the league now, depending on where you sit on any of the other running backs. And they're really good on the offensive and defensive line. Florida's defense is underrated. Emory Jones is playing his best football. He's getting more confident every week. I like that Florida team a lot. I'm looking forward to the cocktail party, and I haven't always said that by the time we get there. But this is a tricky place for Florida to play against Kentucky this weekend because this is the game that Mark Stoops and company have been circling since back in the summer. This is sort of where you find out whether Kentucky – is going to be the biggest threat to Georgia in the East, or if it's going to be just another good Mark Stoop team. They're all in. Chips to the middle of the table, using the poker analogy. That's going to be a fantastic game at 5 o'clock. I just wish it was a little later on, so I wasn't watching the end of that 100-98 to shootout 
NBA style in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> no, you're right. It's gonna be it's gonna be a long Saturday for all of us with all the games happening. But uh, this is what we live for. It's so much fun. Jim Dunaway, next round live, nextroundlive.com. Check out all of his stuff there. Jim, thanks so much for the time. I really appreciate it. No problem, man. And you have an enjoyable football weekend. And thanks for the plugs on Next Round Live. You do the same, Jim. Thanks so much, man. Okay, bud. All right, that's Jim Dunaway. Next Round Live. Check him out nextroundlive.com. As always, need to tell you guys about our friends over at Rock Auto. Of course, your local auto parts chain store becoming harder and harder for them to stock up on the things that you need for your vehicle. No lie, I went to go get my oil changed the other day. They were trying to sell me on all these extra things like wiper blades and air filters and all this stuff. Guarantee, I went home, looked up at rockauto.com, half the price of what they were trying to charge me at my local oil change place. Go to rockauto.com. You save time and money when you use Rock Auto. You can save 30%, 50%, sometimes even 100% on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership at Rock Auto. They are a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are always reliably low for every customer. Anything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, they've got it for you right there at rockauto.com. Go explore their easy-to-use website. Find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And make sure you're right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Also need to remind you guys about betonline.ag. They are back and better than ever. We are several weeks now into the college football season, the NFL season, and as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all things pro and college football action this season. If you head over to their website right now, you can do so on your mobile device, sign up today, and receive a 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. They got a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, contests, everything you can imagine at BetOnline.ag. They continue to be your number one source for everything football. They've got uh, MLB baseball. The playoffs are happening next week. Tons of stuff for you to get in, get into on a nightly basis over at Bet Online. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online. They are your online sportsbook experts. Roll along here, Locked On SEC, and I thank you again for making us your first listen every day right, right here on Locked On SEC. And a pleasure now to be joined by one of our favorite guests, Lynn Scarborough from Lindy Sports, joins us every week to talk all things SEC football. And jumping in right now, Lynn, uh, let's just jump into it, man. Arkansas and Georgia happening this weekend. Arkansas has had some impressive wins. I don't know if a lot of people picked them to beat A&M last week. I did. I won a little money off of them. But uh, your thoughts on Arkansas so far? Man, that schedule gets tougher for them in the next couple weeks, including this weekend at Georgia. Just thoughts on the Razorbacks so far. I mean, I don't think they'll run the table. I don't think they're as good as what they look right now. But they've got uh, they've got very good skill position players. I, I, I like uh, uh, Burks as the best wide receiver in the SEC. And uh, and they've got a good – and uh, Jefferson has turned out to be a really good run-pass option quarterback. And I, I remember last year the Arkansas people were telling me this is who we need to, to have playing. And, it you know, it wasn't, or, or not all the time. But uh, there's a lot that's gone gone well together there. I think the, the you know, the linebacker core is good. Um, they, they don't if – you look, if you look at Georgia, they got the best defense in the country. And it's going to be difficult – uh, Arkansas, I think, is an 18-point underdog uh, in this. 
uh, Georgia's offense hadn't been fantastic, but um, but they're in like the you know they're in the top fifty or whatever at every every offensive category. Uh, Arkansas is higher than them in some, but the Georgia defense is number one in total defense, number one in scoring defense, number three in rushing defense, number six in. I mean, it's just you, you look down the top teams in college football and in in every category of defense, Georgia is on top or near the top. And it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough nut. I've covered Lord. I don't know. I've, I've attended and covered so many games between the hedges over the years. And it's a, it's a tough place. I've seen Georgia lose there, but not much. Uh, it's a tough place to play. Now they're number two in the country a, a computer, uh, uh, power surveys got a number one in the country. Um, you know, Alabama, uh, while while still very good, they've showed they're beatable. Uh, if if Florida kicks their extra point, then I suspect Alabama loses that ball game. Uh, Florida would have just had to kick an extra point to go to overtime. Florida had home field advantage in total. Uh, I mean, they were out playing Alabama. And they had the they had uh, the momentum. They'd been down twenty one to three, and and now they would have been in overtime. Um, but you know, I mean, that's why they call it football. Uh, because with his foot, he missed an extra point. Um, so, yeah, Arkansas, you know, I mean, I think Arkansas, I don't think Arkansas will lose all the games you just said. They'll win some of those. Uh, and I, and you got a similar situation with Mississippi uh, going in to play Alabama. And, um, you know, and I'm not saying Alabama's going to lose. I'm not saying Georgia's going to lose. But it's conceivable that they both could lose. It would not shock me if that happened. All right, Lynn, the big one happening this weekend, Ole Miss and Alabama, the CBS game of the week. Lane Kiffin and the Rebels, they've got a chance to go into Alabama, maybe pull off the upset. We know how good Alabama is. We know how good they are at home. The line, betonline.ag's got them about 14.5-point favorite Alabama right now. But what what are you thinking, Lynn? Can Ole Miss go in there and pull off the upset? In that 54-46 thing, or 52-46, that Alabama won, they couldn't get any stops, and that's the difference this year. They don't have to get many when you know when you're when you're averaging six hundred and thirty-five. I think they're leading the nation in total offense, leading the nation in scoring. Uh, Ole Miss, I'm talking about. Um, you know, you don't your defense doesn't doesn't have to do much. And last year they were 127th, I think it was in total. They're, they're giving up over 500 a game. Well, they're not great this year. They're anywhere between 50 and 60. Uh, in the in the different categories of defense, but last year they were over to, over 120 in every one of those. And if they can just stop Alabama a couple of times, you know, of course Alabama's going to stop them some too. I don't I don't think Alabama will score 45 and Ole Miss 52 or whatever. I mean they might, but I suspect you're going to have a little more defense than that. Although the last time you know that they played there, it wasn't. But it's going to be really fun. I'm going to contend, guys, and this is a big statement. I understand that. I've been doing this. I covered my first, attended my first SEC football game in the 1950s, but I covered my first one in 1967. And so that's going on 60 years. And um, I've seen a whole lot of SEC football and covered a whole lot of SEC seasons. I don't know that there has ever been a season, a, a, a weekend, a Saturday, this significant in SEC football. Uh, right now you've got eight SEC teams ranked in the top 23 teams in the country. That's one-third of the top 23 teams in the country. Five out of the seven Western Division teams uh, are, uh, are ranked. Um, the only two that have a loss, both of them lost uh, in, uh, to, uh, to ranked teams. The, um, 
you know, now you got Kentucky in there. Kentucky plays Florida. Um, so you've got five SEC games, all with ranked teams, two of them with uh, three of them with two ranked teams playing together, and every one of these is significant. You know, Texas A&M's ranked. They can't afford to lose to Mississippi State. Uh, they could. I mean, they could lose. But they can't afford to or this great season that Jimbo was forecasting and talked about them being the competitor for Alabama and all is down the tanks. Uh, the Auburn LSU loser is, is basically out of the running, even though, even though um, you know, in, in, uh, in both cases, it'd be their first SEC loss. But in Auburn's case, for example, they lose to LSU. They still got to play Georgia, Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi, and Texas A&M. If they can't beat LSU, the Auburn's own team in the country, I think that's to play those five teams still. Um, if you can't beat LSU, at least the way it looks right now, you're not going to win all those others. Now, you'll probably win some of them. But, and that's the, that's the issue, is that the SEC is so strong not now. I, I tried to find the time when the SEC's ever had eight teams in the top 25 at the same time, and I couldn't find it. Some of the audience may, may know of it, but I couldn't find it. If that's the case, then this is right now the most dominant the SEC has ever been in its history in college football this week. And that's saying a whole lot. But when you got the number one team, the number two team, and eight teams in the top 23, uh, that's nobody's close to you. But then all those teams have to play each other. And so it could be that right now the SEC, uh, you know, might have half a dozen of the very best teams in the country. But, you know, guys, they could – knock each other off to the point that you may be struggling right now. They're talking about, could you get uh, two or three SEC teams in the, in the playoffs right now? You might could, but it's not right now. All these guys got to play each other for the most part. And, um, and, and you, you could see cannibalism here, uh, cause the SEC to just have one, one entry, uh, there you could be, you could be the most dominant you've ever been and, and not have the most teams you've ever had in the playoffs. All right, last one, Lynn. Uh, Florida is going to Kentucky this weekend. We know how tough it can be to play in Lexington. It's going to be a sold-out crowd and rocking. Uh, you know, A couple of unranked opponents playing ranked opponents in the SEC, but it seems like at times that just doesn't matter. No, I agree. Hey, LSU's not ranked, and uh, Auburn hadn't won down there. Auburn's had some really good teams since 1999. They played in two national championships. They had another undefeated season. Uh, Auburn's had some really good ball teams. And they haven't won in um, in Baton Rouge in 22 years. They haven't won since 1999. I mean, so every every situation is tough. Every place is tough. Uh, you get a team on a given day, I, and I, I hate I hate to say this, but I'm afraid that Vanderbilt and South Carolina would would have trouble uh, saying that you played all of those teams that Vanderbilt and South Carolina would have trouble winning one. But everybody else in the league, I think, could do it. I think could beat one of the one of the teams in my column this week. I make a point of the quote traditional powers, and uh, in recent history, you've had five SEC teams. You've had Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Georgia, and Florida. Uh, in the last eighteen years, all five of those guys have played for national championships, and all but Georgia have played for multiple national championships. Uh, that's that's among the very best teams in college football, and they're all in one league here. Um, well, you got you got Arkansas and Mississippi and Kentucky this week that play three of those teams, and 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 they've got a chance. They're all undefeated. They're all nationally ranked. They've got a chance to move themselves up into that elite group. And let, hey, if Arkansas, Mississippi, and Kentucky or any combination of that would win, you really got a topsy turvy 
uh, shakeup in the in the national rankings, and you got a real top topsy turvy shakeup in the way that we evaluate uh, how the SEC race may end up. All right, there he is, Lynn Scarborough of Lindy Sports. Uh, Lynn, thanks so much for the time, man. Okay, guys, look forward to a great Saturday. Talk to you soon. That is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked On SEC. My thanks to Jim Dunaway from Next Round Live. My thanks to Lynn Scarborough from Lindy Sports. We will be back with you guys tomorrow, getting you set for all the games happening this weekend across the SEC. We'll be making our official predictions and picks. Man, we could have some big upsets across the SEC this weekend. Keep it locked right here, Locked On SEC. And again, thank you for making us your first listen every day. Catch us out on all the different platforms out there, wherever you find your podcast, youtube.com, lockedonsec.com. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. 